0: What's up, geeks, and welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast. You're joining us again for Watch Club series of The Mandalorian Season 2. So let's get into it. Before we get into talking about the episode i guess you want to know who do i have here with me i have as always the notorious nate shelton
1: yo oh. yo yo i am notorious you know me
0: yeah and <laughs> joining us uh again from our previous episode we have the lovely megan clara
2: hello
0: now if you guys don't know who megan is we're not gonna spend the time of reintroducing her because we already did that in the other episode so what you're going to have to do is listen to that so you know a little bit more about her because guys what we're here to talk about is episode 2 of the latest season of the Mandalorian dropped on Disney Plus this one titled Chapter 10 The Passenger. In this episode the Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. This episode was directed by Peyton Reed so again in this ongoing process of uh, having outside filmmakers step in and to the director's chair to direct a little Star Wars. Peyton Reed was the one that uh, joined. Um, maybe what we do is we start off with uh, what we thought. So uh, if it's okay, I'll just kind of start that process. Go for it. Yeah, um, please. You know, Nate and I, last episode, we were talking about how, you know, maybe the side mission, sort of, how, how would you describe it? DLC missions, Nate? Is that what (laughs) you call it? Yeah, yeah. DLC missions don't really always work, but I gotta say, I think I'm kind of like, I think I'm kind of enjoying it because like this episode I really enjoyed and I I think I liked it because it just helped build a little bit more of that Star Wars universe that I I don't know. I, I personally... Really, am starting to like about this show because I think I was pretty much on the basis of, you know, it should be more narrative focused. But I can see the relevance of trying to give more context to this galaxy that really only lives in very loose mythology and lore of of Star Wars. It's not hasn't really been expanded unless we look at things like, you know, Clone Wars or Rebels. You know, outside of the main canon movies. So I don't know. I personally really enjoyed this episode, even though it didn't really serve. Uh, a huge purpose to the overall narrative how did you guys feel about it Meg let's start with you
2: yeah I um, am a fresh Star Wars fan so I'm not yeah. super into all of the lore I don't know a lot um, but I loved this new character that we added to the series in this episode <laughs> and as you'll hear me refer to him throughout I'm sure tonight, Um, baby is (laughs) the child for clarity. (laughs) Beautiful nickname for the child. Um, So happy to see a lot more of him in this episode because we didn't get a lot of him in episode one.
0: No, and he seems more mischievous, right? Like again, like at at the top, we were saying Peyton Reed directed this. He he has a little bit more of a a comedic background. I think he he leveraged that in this story. He kind of honed in on the child being a little mischievous and you know getting into the cookie jar, if you will, right? And uh, You know, stealing the some egg goodies, jar. yeah, the yeah. egg jar for, yeah. for better terms. Um, Nate, what did you think? I know you're, you haven't been too hot on this, this, these side mission sort of uh, quests, and you're kind of looking yeah. for that concrete narrative. I, I'm interested to hear what you think.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, overall, and we'll we'll dig deep into it. Um, yeah. You know, I watched the episode twice. Uh, I watched it once by myself, and then once. Uh, with my dad, and also with my, my beautiful little son here that I have with me. Yes. Uh, he's yeah. my beautiful, beautiful baby. Yes. My own baby.
0: Yes. Yeah, his own baby. For, for those who can't see us, because obviously you can't, because this is a podcast that you listen to, uh, <laughs> Nate has a life-size, life-looking child...
1: Uh, next to him, not just—it's a the child though. We have, oh, to, be, we have to be very yeah, clear. No it's not just—I don't just have a child with me, Justin. <laughs> okay, that would be weird. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. So we we watched uh, we watched it together, and uh, and it was really good. And I, I made sure he stayed away from all my eggs, um, both my dad and and the the child. But um, but no, we uh, we you know I I did enjoy it. I did think you know again to your point, it's another sort of. DLC sort of Side mission-y episode mm. um, There are things though That we'll get into That I think To your point Justin Expand the lore And and show Maybe show some stuff That you know Comic book fans And fans of right. Maybe the animated series right. Have wanted to see In live action mm-hmm. So it, 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 I think it did For like Hardcore Star Wars fans I think it did Some great things And I think for The, the fans that are like me That want that throughput That want that narrative um, I think it's it didn't really achieve that too much yeah. So uh, we'll definitely get into that I did think though honestly If every single one of these episodes Starts with a dope like cold Open of Mando just being a badass yeah. Please give me <laughs> yeah. that Every episode please yeah.
2: is, I do have a question is that one a Jawa Is, is it a Jawa it I, looks, we, it's, Meg Meg, Korea listen not,
1: Meg not every Short little character <laughs> but In Star Wars is like a Jawa they're not, like they're not all Ewoks they're not all Jawas Okay, yeah, it I would agree. sounds like one. Well, because like, the idea, too, is like
0: maybe it could be because we we always, we always never really see their faces. We just see them through the hood. True. So maybe yeah. Yeah. Well. this is what a jawa looks like without the <laughs> Left on. His hood on. Who knows? It's a very good question. <laughs> Filoni or, or Favreau, if you know the answers, please let us know. You can reach us at mm-hmm. wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's yeah, you're wearegeekcentric you're at gmail.com, if you're listening, of course.
2: And as you guys mentioned in your last episode, this really shows how Mando is like, he gives no mercy to anybody he's ruthless he is on his mission he yeah. does not care
1: <laughs> yeah my dad and i both let a like a guttural laugh when we see that <laughs> whatever he was Jawa or whatever he was like fall and just right into the sand and we're just like oh and then there's that little moment where the the child like looks up and goes like like sort of like laughs at him i was like oh so cute <laughs> uh anyways he his
0: speeder bike gets broken so he ends up having to walk uh Ugh. back to where to his razor crest uh which obviously brings in uh nate's favorite character of this series uh <laughs> oh, pelamado uh, no. where i believe they meet in the cantina right Is yeah that-
1: that's i think it's the same cantina what we saw in the previous right season.
0: yeah right mm-hmm. and there she's playing Sabak with that uh giant ant creature my gosh the thing was was his role
2: from (laughs) ant-man
0: yeah the ant actually is the one that gives the information to pelomato that uh, uh there is someone that knows where mandalores are uh this contact husband lives on a planet that is not too far and he has had interactions with the mandalore the task now becomes that mando has to take this contact who has been dubbed as the Frog Lady, Frog uh, Lady, the Frog Lady, who can't speak a lick of English, right, or any sort of language <laughs> that he understands, Or, Hatties, at least. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. he was trying yeah. to see if he if she understood anything else. Once he can connect Frog Lady with Frog Man, uh, he will find <laughs> out Maybe more frog information. Yeah I, yeah, I imagine it would have to be who Frog knows? Man. Uh, he will find out more information <laughs> about where uh, the Mandalore are. And, uh, that becomes the mission. Hence the. Uh, very very uh, descriptive <laughs> synopsis of ferrying a passenger with precious cargo yes precious cargo are a big knapsack full of eggs like it's like this jar of of like just mm. On what 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 were they what were, what would you describe them as Nate? Uh, oh, dude, unfer- they're
1: they're unfertilized frog eggs. Yeah, yes, unfertilized yeah. frog eggs. Basically, and like, when, her child. When their baby, children. when ba- when baby, and I'm Megan. I'm just gonna use your terminology yes. if that's okay. Please. When baby, for, whenever Megan's on this Watch Club, we'll just say baby. Yeah. Um, when baby looks at the unfertilized eggs for like half a second, I thought that we were like. I don't know. I thought it was like the childlike innocence, like sort of like, he's like, I've never seen babies before. Like, wow, like I've got a connection to them. Um, and no, no, that definitely was See, not. No. And
2: I thought, because he puts his little baby hand up on the glass, <laughs> I seriously thought there was going to be some sort of like force situation happening sure. again. And yeah. he right. was maybe going to like, do something to the eggs so they could travel through light speed? I, right. I don't
0: know. Maybe. Mm. That's no, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, he, it's uh, he's fascinated with it because he wants to eat them. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> so I, I, honestly, <laughs> I honestly thought yeah. it was just yeah. because of the shape because they're circular. You know how he has that, that fascination with the little knob in the cockpit? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I thought that was kind of it. Like, he's like, oh my god, there's a whole bunch of these, like, ball shaped knobs that I can, you know, grow oh. Right. <laughs> um no, but he was he was just hungry. He wanted to eat them. You know, that's like kind of the first instance or like this this sort of seed planting of of the child being a little mischievous, which we'll get into as we uh as we get in, because it gets him in trouble. That's that's the one thing. Is this mischievous behavior does get them into trouble. Um but as Meg pointed out, that they, they can't travel in hyperspeed, um, due to the fact that the eggs if they do, the eggs will basically die so he has to basically travel uh not in hyper speeds. i guess it's the like different side roads yeah it's like the difference of yeah. a side road versus a highway so instead of taking a highway he has okay. to take the back roads and this yeah. and it's going to take a little bit longer and as he <laughs> points dangerous. out yeah, as he points out, speed has been his friend because it keeps him off the radar. Mm-hmm, and lo and mm-hmm. behold, he is confronted by two X-wings. Um, <laughs> which it, it comes cool, like yeah, you hint that it's like it's like cops. It's it's almost like two cops totally. like pulling over. Hey, Razor yeah, Crest, uh, what, what are you? What's going on there? We had two wicked uh, cameos oh, yeah. as the X-wing pilots. Can we talk about those cameos. Yeah, <laughs> so we got Dave Filoni who is returning as Trapper Wolf, and uh, one that we were all happy to see as. Huge fans of this show, uh, Paul Sung Hung Lee, uh, who plays Captain Carson Tiva, and if, if you guys don't know who that is, it's Kim from Kim's Convenience. So he's a huge so geek. Cool. He's a huge Gosh. geek. Um, Nate, you've actually met him a few
1: times. I've got, I've got to meet him a few times. Yeah. So yeah. like. You know, he's, uh, he's, you know, local Toronto guy. He's, um, I mean, Kim's convenience is in Toronto and he, uh, yeah, he, he, he's so cool. He's so, he's really kind and really nice and he donates a lot of his time and, Mm -hmm. uh, and he, yeah, he joined the five hundred first Toronto division. So, yeah. you know, if, if Fan Expo had happened this year, we would get to see him marching around, you know, in a yeah. in a in an outfit. But um, but no, just honestly, this was like a highlight of this episode. It was a fist pumping moment for yeah. for all Canadians, all all you know, Torontonians. Um, but Megan, what did you think when you saw Kim show up out of nowhere?
2: I, so I, I don't really watch the show. I obviously know what it is just by being Canadian. I feel Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's a huge staple right now. Um, but he, he popped up and I was like, I think that's the guy from Kim's, Kim's convenience. (laughs) And my boyfriend was watching the show with me and he goes, nah, that can't be him. And then later that day he looks up on his phone. He calls me, goes, Megan, you were right.
1: (laughs) That's him. (laughs) There's that great moment where. Where I think they're like, can you send a ping? And he's like, I don't have that equipment or something. He's like, okay, well here you go. Yeah, we can wait. It. We can wait. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> so he sends it, and then they're like, and one of them's like, uh, can you go online too, please? And like to the <laughs> other, the other pilot. And then so there, and then you just you just see him look over, and their their wings go into S foil position, right? right yeah, uh, which is attack position on on an X wing, and so. Dude, that moment, I was just like, where oh, we go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we, and but,
0: we, we didn't get a dog yeah. fight out of it, but we got like a no. cool chase scene, right? Like when mm-hmm. he, when he like swoops into that planet, they're flying through the clouds, you know, and he whips around like one massive cloud and then just shuts the power off and the whole ship just falls, right? And the frog <laughs> and the lady poor is. frog just, lady. <laughs> <laughs> She's like hanging up for dear life, screaming from the top of the It was a great lungs. impression, Megan, by the yeah. way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. man. Oh, um you know after the x-wing chase you know lands crashes razor crest crashes through the ground is now halted damaged um frog lady realizes i need i need this mando to help me so she hot wires zero the droid to translate and basically says listen we need to get this sorted out now we can't wait we need to get out of here and he says fine i'm gonna go out and try to fix this ship uh meanwhile, the frog lady decides to just get up and go to a hot tub or a hot springs <laughs> and soak, yeah. soak yeah. and like just kind of let these eggs come out of her. Because it was crazy when they found her because the, the child is actually the one that was like, hey, you know, like, you know, was he speaking? Was he speaking in there that scene? There
2: were sounds. There were sounds right? like was, that were not just like, ah, ah, like little no, baby yeah. laughs or giggles or anything. It was no. like. Full-on, it wasn't words, but... Yeah, (laughs)
1: whatever, yeah. I freaking adored it, man. Like, I mean, literally, Megan, you were the first person I thought of when I first started hearing him do that. I'm like, okay, somewhere in the universe, Megan is just freaking out and making that her ringtone right now. Like, seriously. (laughs) Or at least a text tone.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, his little burps. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, and he couldn't put those eggs down. It was so funny, like he just kept going back and, and he kept just wanting them. And then when they find her in this hot spring and all these eggs, his eyes just like wide. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, He's it's just soup. like looking. And then He's love,
2: like, Mando's finger is like, no. Okay. No.
0: <laughs> but this is actually where we see that mischievous behavior lead them into trouble because Uh-oh. he then turns around and sees other egg-shaped objects scattered across uh, around this hot spring. And he decides to go crack one open. And inside is this, like, spider in, like, goo. And he just pops it in its mouth, his mouth. Yeah, and I'm- then suddenly all of the other ones that are around him start to hatch. And he starts freaking out. Like, it was crazy when he starts freaking out and he runs back. He's like, Meow! He's like, just, yeah, he's like freaking out. Um, and, yeah, they were all just creepy little spiders. But then over the horizon of this hill, some larger ones started crawling out and then you start hearing the Oh yeah. And then there was the big mama. The big mama spider. My God, that thing was huge. Now I don't know about you guys. I am terrified of spiders. I don't like spiders. If they're huge, I I can't I like I I, like quiver inside. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. 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 So this thing terrified me. Um, (laughs) real quick fun fact as as we kind of Find out all the little Easter eggs that are laced in here. Uh, that creature is actually based on an original illustration from uh, Ralph MacQuarie. He was the main concept artist. Yeah, yeah. the concept artist yeah. from the original trilogy. And uh, you know, this was a creature that was to be featured in Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back. I, I imagine the the logistics of trying to create that monster would have been really hard at that time. Uh, yeah, back then. Yeah, I can so uh, it was more of a concept, and and it's found its way. Now, I think it also they appeared. In Rebels, in one episode yes. as well. Yeah, it was and in
1: Rebels, um, and then what's the creature called again? It's called a Crickna spiders. Crickna spider, right? Yeah, yeah. And then if Colin Trevorrow actually had his Trevorrow, original vision yeah. met, uh, yeah. Trevorrow. Yeah, uh, Trevorrow, Travaro, you know, whatever, baby, the child. <laughs> uh, if, if if he had his vision met, um, the Krkna spider would have actually been in episode nine. Yeah, he would have been, um, and, would have been the Dark Force spider. Know, that was yeah, like, kind of like the Darth or the the Dark Yoda equivalent. I gotta right? say to, though, to, to I gotta say, ben.
0: I'm glad that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> how too. much I would have believed a, a spider being like force force <laughs> yielding, like you know, of the yeah. dark side, like <laughs> yeah. manipulating Ben um but this is where you know that climactic you know action portion of the episode really comes from because it becomes this big huge chase scene and uh you know mando's got a couple tricks up his sleeves he's got a torch he's got you know a couple bombs that he throws around and he ends up back at the razor crest he's able to somehow just figure out how he can at least get the ship out of there and out of nowhere, as the ship just starts to lift, this oh, is no. crazy, right? Big Mama Spider just falls right back on the Razor Crest, forcing it back down in the ground. And you think, he's done. He's done. He, how is he going to get out of this? And then lo and behold, you hear some blasters. You hear some blasters. Now, we know who the blasters are, uh, but guys, who did you guys think that it was going to be?
2: By the sounds of the lasers, it. I couldn't think of any other character than it being the the rebel flyers or pilots I guess but um Mm -hmm. I it would have been really exciting if it was somebody different or a new character or like leading us into a different storyline would have been sick yeah Yeah,
1: I I totally Um, oh dude I was so expecting because we got we got Boba Fett in the last episode um and I thought it was going to kind of be like a one-two punch situation where we would get the You know, the end of this episode and freaking Sabine Wren from Rebels would just be there with like a two-handed, you know, she's holding like a blaster (laughs) that she'd modified off of an old X-Wing and she's like, you know, just like, and the camera pans up and you see her, her, you know, painted helmet and you don't, you know, you don't get to see the actor, but you know, it's, it's her and. Yeah, that would, no, have cool. no, that not, would have been that's cool. That's not what we got. Yeah, yeah that would have no, been, listen, if I had directed the episode, you know
0: what? <laughs> you would have been putting, you would have been like, plot point, plot point, plot yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah, and I would have ended with a
1: cliffhanger. <laughs> Every episode ends yeah. with a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, no, it yeah.
0: actually ended up being those uh, rebel pilots, as Meg was saying, uh, that were chasing him down. They found him, and they ended up saving him. Um, And what's great is that we actually do, in this instance, learn why they went into attack mode. They found out that the Razor Crest was part of a heist job at the uh, prison facility which we obviously had experienced in episode six from season one and uh they were aware that he actually apprehended three people in the process and saved and spared the life of one of the ship members they cut him some slack and they let him go um mm-hmm. <laughs> even when he asked for help he was like uh you want to give me a hand my ship really needs it and they're just like nah dude you're on your own peace <laughs> yeah and they and then, just got their dude, wings and flew
1: and then that <laughs> trap music starts. Playing. Playing. it's like <laughs>
0: yeah
1: so good yeah um no yeah like i i loved how uh how paul's character was just like he's just like these are trying times and i'm like oh you yeah. couldn't say it better yourself my guy like he knows what's going on in the real world right i thought that yeah. was a reference to yeah. 2020 and but like they they recognize good
0: deeds from bad deeds right
1: which is cool, which is so different from the Empire, right? Where you right. would just get, he would have just been blasted right away. Like, right. there He'd wouldn't been have been a conversation.
0: A tra- he would have been seen as a traitor and, and eliminated, yeah. right? So, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. And then, you know, he's able to obviously get his ship up and running again. And as he describes it, we're going to be limping our way to Trask. And no joke of a lie, you, you, they cut to the ship, you know, taken off and, and it's in space. And it's literally like the back hangers, like open. Yeah, it's like, on it's, an angle. Yeah. Uh, And it's like like one booster is like fully going. The other one's just like sparking. And it's like that ship has seen (laughs) better days. A hundred percent. So that was pretty much the episode. Um, But, you know, wrapping things up here. uh, I'd love to know what your final thoughts are on the episode. Um, And maybe what we can do is we can rate it out of five unfertilized frogs. Eggs? Is that is that good with you yeah, guys? That sounds good. Yeah, frog legs or, legs or frog legs? eggs? <laughs> frog eggs. Eggs. Okay. Eggs. okay. The things right. that, that, that are circularly yeah. shaped. Um, Meg, let's start yeah. with you. Let's let, give me your overall thoughts and, and a rating.
2: Yeah, I love that this episode ended on baby getting one last taste of those frog eggs. <laughs> um, Such a and, good moment. Like I said, I he's a huge part of the reason why I love this show, so I'm really happy we saw a lot more of him, a little more mm-hmm. speaking from him, um, yeah. and I also really like this frog lady. I'm super into her. I hope that she plays a bigger role than just the passenger in this episode, and then that's that. Like, I, I hope she continues on through the series as an ally of some kind, um,
0: Yeah.
2: and... I, I am kind of with Nate in the fact that I, I wish we had a little bit more of a, a main storyline plot point happening in this episode, yeah. or at least telling us where the next one's going to go aside from getting to this planet. But I did really like it a lot.
0: So how many, uh, how many unfertilized?
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I would give it a four unfertilized frog eggs out of five. Okay. All right.
0: All right. That's yeah. good. That's actually really good. That's, yeah.
1: Uh, Nate, what, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit, it's uh, a little bit, you know, not, I was not as impressed with the very first episode of the season. After this episode, I do think actually the first episode was a little better than <laughs> I had sort of rated it before. Um, but Because I, I do think that this was fun. And I again, I, I'm with you, Justin, I love seeing. I love seeing the comic book stuff and the, the, the Rebels and the animated stuff sort of come to life in live action. And I think a lot of fans love that. But I do know a lot of fans are also like me in that they, they do really like that through point. They do like that that narrative arc that, you know, if you look at the, the how much fans loved, you know, the very ending of Clone Wars because the... You know the the last season, the the, the latest one that was released, um, really did follow a, a, a pretty much a narrative arc, with only maybe one or two of those episodes being a bit more of a side or side mission or DLC, as we kind of have been putting it. Um, so for me, I, I listen. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing some of the elements of it. I, I do hope that we do see more Frog Lady, um, you know, uh, in the future. But uh, I would say. Mm, three delicious unfertilized frog eggs out of five. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Okay,
0: I think I, my my score is going to lean more towards Meg's score, which would be four uh, mm-hmm. delicious unfertilized frog <laughs> eggs <laughs> out of five. Yes. <laughs> um and the, the reason why is because I, I think you know I, I I was very much with season one as we went through Watch Club, very much like you. Uh, Nate where it's like I want the through point I want like that that thorough narrative that that sort of arc but I'm starting to realize that that is an old way to think about Star Wars Uh, that's that's a that's Mm. a movie way to think about Star Wars we're now in the realm of television show Uh, we're in this whole new world of of experiencing character stories while also experiencing stories across the galaxy and helping to you know fill out that galaxy so that hopefully more stories can be told in you know this sort of realm of, of what's taken place so we're seeing all of this so you know after watching season one you know last week right up into the first episode of season two and now coming into this I think this is the method of the show it is to kind of have the you know through point of, of, a, of a narrative but also padding it with some, some adventure that's, that's not necessarily directly tied to but is somewhat tied to the overall narrative
1: my only worry honestly is there's only eight episodes Justin there's right. only eight episodes in this season are we going to get four of them or five of them that are going to be like this and and then the other ones are going to be the, maybe, the story that the storylines we actually want to see. And like again, I'm I'm stoked to see Frog Lady and Frog Man and 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 Frog People uh, as a as a maybe something that I can start to care about. And maybe we get Frog Lady back, Return of the Frog Lady, Episode Ten, directed by Ryan Johnson, a trilogy of Frog Lady <laughs> movies. You know who knows? But You'd but like that. I right? But <laughs> but at the same time, I'm I'm also just like I don't know like. I, I do want to, I just, I want to know more. I want to know more about what they've set up and I'm impatient and I'm greedy and I apologize, but that is Star Wars for me. Um, sure. But, we'll but I, again, see. I
0: think, I think it is the experience. Like you, what we know right. of Star Wars is movies and and obviously mm-hmm. the cartoon shows, but you know, this is a better example of a live action, uh, adaptation of, you know, Clone Wars or Rebels. Obviously it's not the same, but, um, in the, in the aspect that, you know, not every episode really fed into, you know, a big overarching narrative. There were, you know, padded out adventure stories that served a purpose. Sure, uh, but those uh, well, had 20 also.
1: episodes a season,
0: Justin. <laughs> sure, but we're looking at live action versus animated, right? We're also looking right. at a whole other scale and production costs and timing. And I also think that it is the slow burn, right? Like I, I don't necessarily like maybe the story needs to be drawn out like this. Maybe there are the other elements that we really need to enjoy. but. I don't know. I, I think it's very, like, I think you're right, Nate. There's fans that want both, and I, I, I've, I've said this before, and I don't know if i said it already, but, uh, you know, there's two kinds of Star Wars fans in my mind. The ones that do like the connective narrative that is, is you know, all tied into with one another, but then there's people that want to explore the galaxy. Like, you know, like another one of our geek friends, Darcy, is very much about exploring the galaxy and, and, and wanting to see a lot more of that while also experiencing this narrative. So I, I see a fan like that enjoying an episode like this, even though it's not really relative to it. And and I think that's kind of my mentality now with with watching this show is that not every episode is is going to be uh, always connected to uh, the overarching narrative, but there's still going to be some some elements to it.
1: And don't get me wrong, I am so. So excited well, to I get, get away wrong. from this! I want to no, I want to get away from the Skywalkers. I want to get away from 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 even Jedi to a certain degree. And I know we're kind of excited to see Ahsoka because I, I do think her character isn't as as explored as she could be, um, even though she's been in you know in the in the in the animated stuff. But but I just think for me, it's like yes, I do want to explore the galaxy. But if you're gonna set up these characters and you're gonna set up these really really cool ideas. Just get get the pace along a little bit. Get the pace along. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you're impatient. I get you. Um, Anyways, (laughs) well, that's what we thought of the latest episode of The Mandalorian. What did you think? Uh, Did you like The Frog Lady? Did you think that it was a kind of a a mishmash side mission episode? Would you eat eggs? Would Would you you eat eat baby
1: spiders?
0: Yeah, I (sighs) wouldn't eat baby spiders. That's not for me. But. (laughs) Do let us know what you think. If you'd like to write into to us at WeAreGeekcentric at gmail.com. That's WeareGeekcentric at gmail.com. Well, that wraps up this watch club episode. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. Nate, I yeah. will probably chat with you later. But Megan, it was great to have another yes. another opinion on this episode. Um and, and before we go, uh, you know, Megan's a fantastic illustrator artist. Uh, she does all sorts of fun stuff on her iPad. Uh, you have have some social channels that people can check out your work what, what are those channels
2: yes i do have a very specific instagram social channel uh, it's at meganclara.draws um that is the only one at the moment. <laughs> uh, but please come check me out. Check out my art. I currently have my commissions open. So if you're yes. looking at getting a very special gift for someone or Dope. you want a new profile picture for your socials or who knows. just Do you,
1: do you want a picture of yourself with the frog lady? Yeah. Hey, right? right. I'll do it all. Right. Awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and we'll add, uh, we'll put links in our description so you can check out her artwork please Uh, go show her some love because she's super talented and i I actually really enjoy uh seeing your process just as a side note i know uh but it's what's really cool is you get to see her process uh definitely go check her out so uh guys thanks again for joining and thank you guys listeners for tuning in for this week's watch club be sure to join us next week as we dive into episode three of season two of the mandalorian and as we say this this is is the 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 way. way